Welcome to Disaffected. I'm Joshua Slocum, and this is the show where we talk about politics, culture, and relationships through a psychological lens. This week, we're going to be talking about pathocracy. That is rule by the character disordered, by the personality disordered. It's a term that uh, Lobachevsky came up with in his book, Political Ponerology, uh, edited by Harrison Cayley, who's been on the show before. And I highly recommend that you check out Harrison Cayley's Substack. He's all on this. His last name is spelled K-O-E-H-L-I. Kevin and I started this show in January of 2021 with the idea, with a thesis behind it, as in the home, so in society. The underlying theme of this show is that we are now, all of us, you listening to me, us here in the studio, we are all living up, living in a scaled up societal version of my mother's deranged home that I grew up in. For those of you who are new to the show, my mother has borderline and narcissistic personality disorders. We are in an autocracy right now run by people with cluster B personality disorders. I'm going to give a reminder to everybody of what those are, and I'll introduce that to people who are new to this episode. I'm going to give a blanket disclaimer here at the top of the show so that I don't have to give any more caveats during the rest of the show. As always, I have opinions and views and guesses about the people that we're going to be talking about. They are my opinions, they are my views, and they are my guesses. They are not actual medical psychiatric diagnoses. I'm pre-defending here because of the don't diagnose screech that we hear from people anytime somebody notices that someone appears to be an actual psychopath or an emotionally unstable borderline. It is not possible for anyone who's not actually a doctor sitting in the room with such a person to, quote, diagnose them. I can, you can, anyone can say, that person is a psychopath. I think that person is a borderline. That's not diagnosis. It's not. It's not being entered into their medical chart. It has no effect on them. So these are my views. These are my opinions. That's all the disclaimers that we're getting. We are living in a world even more like a version of my childhood home than we were two years ago when we started this show. We're living in a world of complete and total reversal of the truth. Dark is light, bitter is sweet. Men are women, children are free sexual agents. Facts are oppression, words are violence, disagreement is literal genocide. That's the world we live in right now. All while the transgender community physically beats and murders normal people sane people. Yes, normal people. These, these transgender activists, they are not normal. They're not sane. And it's time that we set it. If you don't start saying it really soon, you're not going to be able to because you're going to be six feet under. You think I exaggerate? Get your popcorn. We've got an entire show full of it for you. Everything happened this week. Everything. We have reached a cultural turning point. Something turned this week. Mark this in your calendars. This is history that we're living in right now. We're going to take you through the powder kegs that have gone off throughout the Western world this week, all about trans. It's the sickest and most fucking disgusting thing I have ever seen. 
This week shocked even me. You might have a question if you're a regular viewer of the show or if you're new, thank you very much for joining us for the first time. You're gonna, you might think to yourself, why do you go on about trans all the time? Here's why. And this show is all trans, all of it. Transgenderism, the ideology, the lie, the cult, is the purest form of cluster B personality disorder expression our society has ever seen. I don't just mean in the past 20 years, I do mean ever. It is Simon Pure, archetypal, platonic cluster B. This whole thing is the literal definition of the abusive household. And if the term cluster B is new to you, I'm gonna define it for you, but I also wanna give you some analogies so that you have something to hook it to. If you are not that familiar or not that comfortable with that term, don't worry. You know these people, you, are, you know them by different names. They are domestic abusers, they're wife-beating husbands, they're Munchausen syndrome by proxy mothers, they're emotionally abusive spouses, uh, they are the boss at work who's constantly selling you out but smiling in front of your face to everybody else. You know these people. These are people with very likely cluster B personality disorders. We have been pushed into saying that men are women. We've been pushed into saying that women and girls are hysterical and they're making it up for fearing male bodies and penises when they're naked in their bathrooms. We are told that it is natural and normal for children to be born in the wrong body. We are seeing half the states in this country legalize child abduction and surgical mutilation under state law. They're calling it trans sanctuary states. We are told that this abuse of children, this surgical flaying, this vivisection of children is love. This abuse is love. It's care. We've been persuaded to let our friends take social fire and lose their jobs or their safety for simply trying to protect children from being mutilated. So here's your reminder of the four cluster B personality disorders. Borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and antisocial personality disorder. Antisocial is what you know as psychopathy or sociopathy. And we see almost every single trait from every single one of these four disorders being expressed in the debate the fight and now the murder and violence brought to us entirely and 100% by the transgender community. We've got unstable identities, unstable sense of self, that's common to borderline personality disorder. We have paranoid delusions of persecution by these people, also common to borderline personality disorder. We've got exaggeration and outright lying, very typical of histrionic personality disorder. And we've got, this is all DARVO. DARVO is an acronym that stands for deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. So an example of DARVO would be a, um, a woman walking up to her husband and having a fight. And she hauls off and throws a glass of wine in his face and then immediately says, why are you abusing me? When she did it. Deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. We've got demands from the transgender community to validate the false self that they claim is their identity, the false self of the narcissist, because this is narcissism at bottom. It's narcissism. 
It's not genuine. It's not natural. It's not something God created. It's mental pathology. And we have parasitic lifestyles, leeching money, time, sympathy, political power, leeching, freeloading, stealing from others and from society. That's the mark of the psychopath, the leech. You can learn everything you need to know in real world terms about identifying people with these personality disorders, likely abusers. You can learn all of it simply by focusing on this one topic. Because you know what? Transgenderism itself isn't even about transgenderism. Just like BLM is not actually about racism. It's about power. It's about character disorders. It's about mental illness. Trans is merely the vehicle and the brand name and the pose and the clothes that is the current expression. It's not about transgenderism. It's about mental illness. This week, about a week ago, many of you have seen this. Kelly J. Keene, also known as Posey Parker, is a woman's rights campaigner from Great Britain. She is one of the most outspoken, eloquent, and charismatic women I have ever seen speaking on this issue. I admire her greatly. She will not call men women. She will not allow children to be abused this way. She has been doxxed. She has been stalked. She has been arrested and cautioned by the police and interviewed at least twice for simply saying no to this. She, the victim of the stalking, she, the mother whose children's names and their school were put up on the internet for people to stalk by trans ladies, she was brought in to talk to the police, not the people stalking her. You're going to see a lot more of that. Well, this week she went to New Zealand. She had a, an event planned, a rally, a big one outdoors called Let Women Speak. Here's what happened. A transgender woman is throwing liquid on her. It looked like it was tomato soup, something like that. Um, that wasn't all, though. She started speaking, and then this. What you're seeing, what you would be seeing if you were watching, is there are thousands of people in this crowd. This little blonde woman, Kelly, is surrounded. They're mobbing hundreds and hundreds of people. They're trying to kill her. She is scared. You can see it. There are no police. Notice that there are no police in this crowd. She has hired security who are trying to form a wall around her and put her out of the crowd. I almost threw up when I watched this. It frightened me. And this time, it's mainly men. It's men in dresses. It's men who are not in dresses. Men are trying to kill her. She went immediately back to the airport and went home. Nobody's going to do anything about this. It's totally fine. No police. We'll see more of that, too. It's spreading. Let's take a listen. You're going to have a hard time hearing this and understanding it, but let's take a listen to the trans woman who spoke just before he assaulted Kelly. <laughs> Performances will be documentals. I drop 
<laughs> that wasn't a woman, that's a man. I want to see her full of blood. Let's go to Canada. We've introduced you to, before to a guy who goes by the name Billboard Chris. Chris Elston is a Canadian father who travels around North America wearing a literal sandwich board sign that says things like, no child was born in the wrong body, uh, stop sterilizing and mutilating children. He is a one-man force of nature and he's doing this on his own. He has been assaulted more than a year ago. This bastard who didn't like his sign broke his arm. I've seen the x-rays, they broke his arm. He, Chris, the one whose arm was broken, he was arrested by the police. He's been arrested twice. For what, you ask? For being attacked, for being a victim. I'm not making it up. This is normal now. This is the world that you live in now. You live in it with me. Do you like this? Get used to it, you're gonna get a lot more of it. I'm not just saying you're gonna get a lot more of it, I'm telling you the truth. This is the world you live in now. Prepare yourselves. You might be disappeared. Great example of female psychopathy coming up. Take a look at this picture on your screen. This smirking woman wearing a Vancouver police hoodie. Look at the smirk on her face. Take a look at the next picture in the car. Look at the smirk on her face. Look how she's smiling. Look how cute she is, she's feeling cute. My cop. <laughs> You're gonna see her in the video. Chris was up in Vancouver, went to a rally wearing a sandwich board, and I, I can't see the whole thing, but it begins, children cannot consent, and I bet it says something like pu to puberty blockers or sex change surgeries. Let's roll the video, please, Kevin. Uh, why, why do you think they're, they're, they're getting that kind of representation? I mean, it uh, clearly was uh, aggressive violence. For those of you listening and not watching, a trans woman just came up. That's the person you hear yelling, fuck you, fuck you. Police officers are mostly indoctrinated as well. They're afraid of the mob. I think, I think they're afraid that if they do anything to actually keep law and order, that they'll end up being on the end of this verbal abuse. So it's just cowardice from everybody all around. A lot of people probably want to know, how do you keep your composure? Fuck you! What's up? How do you keep your composure? Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! They're, they're literally fuck screaming you, in his face. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! The attack is coming. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Trans woman just grabbed him, pulled him down. They're fighting. He's been pushed to the ground. Grabbed him at the neck, tried to choke him. Look at these feckless cops. Look at these pussified men. Look at these men. These alleged men standing around. What do I do? What do I do? You bastards. You bastards. Yeah, I'm going to have to work to keep my composure. This has been an extraordinarily difficult week for me. Not, I mean, not nearly as difficult as it's been for Chris or for Kelly J, obviously, right? But yeah, this, this, is, this is difficult. Um, do we have the next one? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Just just watch it. Just look at your screen. Look at this. This is Buffalo Bill. This is Silence of the Lambs. That's what you're seeing. I'm not making a funny. This is not one of my jokes. I mean what I'm saying plainly and literally. This is a psychosexual deviant. This is a man who would have killed Chris if he could have gotten away with it. That's your trans community. I don't want to hear about your trans best friend. I don't want to hear about the nice one. Shut up. Shut up. You've spent all your political capital. Your fucking trans friends have zero left in the bank. They are overdrawn. We are done. I don't care. It's them or me, and it's going to be me. And I urge you, I urge you to adopt my angry attitude if you want to survive. There is no more time. Now, we're going to listen to a few minutes of Christopher Elston interviewing two female cops who did nothing. I, I'm not going to enter. Just let's 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 roll it. Let's listen to this. Listen, I. I He's love talking to two female cops. Blondie officer. there is smirking. She's she loves this. Law and order. I respect our charter rights and freedoms, and I'm not trying to be a, a jerk to you earlier today. I don't think a lot of you understand what I'm actually representing right on, Thank you and so the much seriousness of this situation. But it is what it is, I guess. I just, this is Canada and people shouldn't be allowed to assault people without consequence, you know? Chris was punched in the face, too. Um, when we get into people's faces and mm -hmm. they get into our faces, it doesn't really matter who does the first push. It's considered a consensual fight. And she just called this a consensual fight. No, he was assaulted. No, you, that's, I didn't get into people's faces. I was Chris, here for... I saw you, you weren't very close to people. You weren't here. She's lying. You weren't even here. I was... I came and walked... They, they I, came I came over to your car. Yes, that first time. After. But the second time... They the second time what? Where you were pushed on the ground. Are you kidding me? I'd walked... We'd, I'd been walking away from them. Yeah, and they surrounded To do an interview with him. They came close. I walked away okay. again to do the interview All with him. They surrounded She just oh called it a consensual fight this again. This is unbelievable. I walked away from them three times. They were surrounding me. You all were doing nothing. A man um, yelled at my a man yelled in my ear from inches away and I tried to get out of this situation where they're surrounding me while you guys do nothing and I immediately get punched in the face. And you're blaming me? She's smirking. She's smiling. Are you kidding me right now? This is no. This is totally surreal. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Amazing. Amazing. Totally amazing. Do you even know what? What like? Why are you behaving like this? Do yeah, you think I'm me. evil or something for having this position? Like, what's your problem? Yeah, you are female. This should be an issue for you. This has nothing to do with you. Okay. What happened? Right. I'm a female now she's trying to tell this woman passerby that she's not allowed to talk to her. What you're seeing here is female psychopathy. Yes. No, it doesn't. These conversations are pointless right now. These women love to, this. Now you're trying to insinuate that that was a mutual thing. Like, my gosh. Mutual thing. I'd walked away from the crowd three times. They kept following me. Then they surrounded me from all sides, okay. started yelling in my ear from inches away while you all did nothing. And then when I can't even get out of that surrounding, 
and I get punched in the face, I get pulled, you're telling me that's a mutual engagement? Yes, it is. She just said, yes, it is. (laughs) Incredible. You have the right not to be here either. It's incredible. You have the right right not to be be here, here. she says, but not the right not to be choked. Have but, you read this thing called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Yes, I have. Have you? Yes, I have. You should yes, go on and read it again. Well, on whose orders are you guys acting on? Excuse me? On whose orders are you guys acting on? I'm speaking it? to somebody who... No, I mean to, like, be here. Female psychopathy. Watch your local police force. The only women who will join the police force now are female psychopaths. Yes, because they're welcome. The only people who want to be cops right now are ones who want to hurt people. Because all of the good cops have been pushed out. They've been called bastards. They've been called racist. They've been called murderers. So you will now get your psychopath cops. This is what you wanted, the left. This is what you wanted. All right, we've got to go to a break. Uh, but I want to announce something. This coming Wednesday, April 5th, we are coming back with audio. We've got a fantastic interview with therapist Stephanie Wynn who goes as some kind of therapist on Twitter. She's very concerned. She's one of the few working mental health professionals who sees the problem with trans, what it's doing to children, and what it's doing to her industry and and the tarnishing of the name of mental health. Uh, This is coming out Wednesday, April 5th. That'll be part one. It'll be followed uh, closely after that by part two. Definitely subscribe. This is audio only. You will only get it on your podcast player. You will not get it on YouTube. Uh, So definitely hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell on whatever app you use to get podcasts, and you'll get all of our new content. Come back and see us after the break. Can't get enough of our love, baby? That's because you're not subscribed. Move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. We put out audio-only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform, so make sure you subscribe today. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. As you know, a transgender person named Audrey Hale, a woman, 28 years old, went back to her former school, the Covenant School, Christian School in Nashville, Tennessee, and shot and murdered six people before she was shot and killed by the cops. Good. I'm glad she's dead. I'm glad she was dispatched very quickly. And I hope she's roasting in hell. This is one of those times I wish hell were real because that bitch deserves it. (sighs) Let's take a look at some of Audrey's prior identities. 
when I talk about borderline personality disorder, obviously I have no idea what exactly is was mentally wrong because she is now in the past tense, thankfully. But I don't need special knowledge of her past to see what anybody can see here. Again, unstable identity. I'm trans, I'm a boy, I'm a they, I'm a them. I'm somebody else, I'm this, I'm that. You know what it looks like at first blush? Borderline personality disorder with secondary psychopathy, which is what females with borderline specialize in. Could be a lot of things too. You know what it's not solely chalked up to? The thing that many people, maybe you, want to focus attention on. Was she on testosterone? Was she on SSRIs? Was she on testosterone? Was she on SSRIs? Stop it. Anything, anything to avoid the truth. Anything to avoid actually examining individual warped moral psychology. Has to be something. Something had to make her do it. Had to be a drug. It's those drugs, right? It's always a drug. Yeah, I'm sure testosterone didn't help if she were on it. We're not sure if she was. Sure, I'm sure that it did uh, contribute to her aggression. This isn't going to be solved by stopping these kids taking testosterone. Just like detransitioning is not going to take away the autism or the borderline personality disorder in the detransitioners, which is why you see so many of them spinning out and then turning on their new allies when they detransition. Have you noticed that? It's starting already. I said it would start. And it is starting. These people still need serious psychological help. Psychology, human nature, warped moral character, not the bad drug, and if we get rid of the bad drug, it'll never happen. Stop it. So here's Audrey from high school being voted most athletic, along with her friend Davea, a man named Davea. I'm sure he'll have no trouble getting past the first level of filtering and job applications. Thanks, Mom. Got Audrey Hale here, flexing the bicep. Yeah, make a real dude, huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, when she wasn't play acting at being a dude, she was play acting at being a woman who was going to become a dude. So here we have her going to school, cosplaying as Ellen Page's character in the movie Juno, a pregnant teen. That's not Ellen Page you're looking at there. That's Audrey Hale. Unstable identity, borrowing other people's lives as costumes. Making the connection yet? Anybody? Let's look at the media reaction to this tragedy. That was the sickest, most difficult part of this entire week for me. Was watching all of the media, all of it all the respectable mainstream media, which is just a code word these days for Marxist leftist media. Yes, I know I sound exactly like Rush Limbaugh. You know what? Rest in peace, Rush. You were right, I was wrong. Here's the New York Times. Quote. Yeah, I'm gonna give this the voice. There was confusion later on Monday about the gender identity of the assailant in the Nashville shooting. Officials had used she 
and her to refer to the suspect who, according to a social media post and a LinkedIn profile, appeared to identify as a man in recent months. So important, so important for the New York Times to come out and correct her pronoun. I'm sorry, his pronoun. I'm sorry, they're, I'm sorry, they's pronoun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is the New York Times. All the news that's fit to print, the gray lady. Yeah. Here's NBC. Headline, fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. Strapline, pull quote, we were already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse, one transgender advocate in the state said. So, a crazy psychopathic bitch called Audrey Hale who wants to tell the world that she's a man, gets a what, a what, a what? An assault weapon, goes and kills three children, nine years old and younger, and then three adults. One of them was the pastor of the church and the director of the school. So she goes out there and does that. And the transgender community is in fear, not children in Nashville not families in Nashville, and never, never Christians. Christians aren't in fear, even though they were targeted. Do you see how that works? If any of you listening right now are an atheist or an agnostic, I'm not a believer myself. If you still feel an emotional fealty to flying the atheist flag, the agnostic flag, I understand that because I've been there too. But if you don't feel an emotional tug a, to, to empathize, to truly empathize, and, and to whatever extent you feel moved to sympathize with Christians as an oppressed group, why? Why? Ask yourself that question. No, I never thought I'd say this. I never thought I'd be here saying the things I'm saying right now. I used, to, I used to sit at tables, volunteering at conferences to sell books next to Richard Dawkins. That's how into this shit I was. Yeah. The Christians aren't lying, folks. Christians are on the back foot. They are not the power brokers in this country. They are being persecuted. Yes, by the very people they said they'd be persecuted by. Remember the Discord. You know, you want to support us? Because we'd love to have your support. You want to join us in our private Discord chat server? Go to disaffectedpod.substack.com. Go to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Sign up. We'd love to have you there, and you can join the conversation that I pluck this stuff from. One of our members said this yesterday. We'll put his quote on the screen. Hey, let's play a game. 
find all the messages of solidarity with the LGBTQIA++ copyright symbol Y, trademark symbol. <laughs> all the messages of solidarity with LGBT posted by businesses, governments, and celebrities after Club Q, one of the shootings. Then go and find the messages of solidarity with Christians after yesterday. Go ahead, look. I did. There aren't any. <laughs> they can just die, can't they? Those Christians. Those fucking Christian children. Those nasty, dirty little children who are oppressing you. They can just die. Derealization is something I've been experiencing this week. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. Derealization is a term for the feeling that can happen to you where you begin to feel that you're not actually in the real world, that things take on a dream or a nightmare-like quality. It's a form of disassociation. Uh, it's common to people with um, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, complicated post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, people with borderline personality disorder, people with anxiety disorders. Um, usually I experience derealization only during actual panic attacks. And I don't mean I was anxious about something. I mean full-on panic where my mind is racing, my heart is racing, and I'm convinced I'm going to die. Thankfully, I don't have them very frequently anymore, but that's where I've usually experienced them. This entire week, I've been going along in a low to moderate state of derealization. I, I am so confronted emotionally by the reality of the world that we're living in that it actually, my perception feels like it isn't real, like I'm observing it from somewhere else. I feel a little bit like that right now doing this show. Thank you for the digression. If, if you feel this way, you're not the only one, okay? And there's a name for it. Um, here's the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, CBC. Here's their reaction to this murder by a transgender person. Headline. Trans people already fighting for rights in Tennessee have a new fear in the wake of the tragedy. Focus on gun control, not anti-LGBTQ legislation, advocates tell lawmakers after Nashville school shooting. Yeah, when they're not telling them to outlaw assault weapons and assault rifles, which don't even have a definition. It's just whatever Democrats don't want you to have to protect yourself. From the CBC, quote, as Tennessee was mourning those killed in a mass shooting at a Christian school this week, speculation about the killer's gender identity was quickly weaponized in an ongoing battle against transgender and LGBTQ rights. An ongoing fucking battle? The battle is done. The battle was won by those two brave men who killed that bitch. That's the battle. They brought the battle, not us. They're killing normal people. We're not killing them. What is wrong with you, CBC? See, I'm not like Chris Elston. I don't keep my composure in the face of all this. I'm not built that way. It's not my constitution. This is how I see it. And I see it because it is this way. Already fighting for their right. What fucking rights don't they have? I've got to stop with the F word this week. <laughs> what rights don't they have? They don't have the right yet in all states to kidnap children and subject them forcibly to sex changes. That's the kind of rights they want. They want the right to do whatever they want to kids. They want to sexualize kids. They want to groom them. That's the rights they want. Sick. Everything, every single thing that 
angered me, that made me feel like it was so unjust that people were saying this about gay people. Every single thing those Christo-fascists said was going to happen is actually happening. It is. They weren't wrong. <laughs> we had a trans person with an assault weapon who murdered six people, but we, the ones who are saying, stop hurting children, stop doing sex change surgeries on them, we are the ones weaponizing. Another quote from the CBC. But some right-wing groups, media outlets, politicians, and commentators quickly seized on the shooter's gender identity, inflaming already contentious debates. <laughs> Want more? I've got more for you. It all comes at a time. Right, you know what? These quotes that I'm telling you, this is the reporter. This is the news reporter. He's not quoting somebody else who has emotions. He's spilling his emotions, he or she. This is advocacy. This is propaganda. It all comes at a time when Tennessee and other states are enacting laws directly aimed at the LGBTQ community, most specifically target transgender people, and amid a tide of hateful rhetoric and protests. Again, someone's murdering people, and we're saying don't murder us. But we're the baddies. We're the bad guys. There are fears the situation may get worse if the shooting is used as a catalyst to advance legislation seen as taking away the rights of transgender and other LGBTQ people. The right to maim children. Yeah. The right of children to choose their identity. They can choose to be on puberty blockers and not go through puberty and they're just going to be choose. It's choosing. It's, cho it's consent. They consented. They consented. Didn't they? Mm -hmm. Who is targeting transgender people? Be specific. Who? Tell me. Names. Names and titles. Okay. This is how the media describes bills that will protect children from parental kidnapping and protect them from life-altering permanent surgeries that will take away their fertility, will sterilize them, will give them osteoporosis, higher chance of stroke, heart attacks, blood clots, and early death. We are so disconnected from reality that there are millions of Americans out there who actually think you can, that children are Gumby, they're clay, they're Play-Doh. They can be made into anything. It's the blankest of the blank slate regimes. We can take a child whose, whose sex, whose male sex is encoded all the way down to the cellular, microcellular level in the DNA. We can just give him puberty blockers. We can just give him estrogen. We'll just make him into a girl. And it'll have no bad consequences because he'll be a real girl. Be a real girl. But he won't, though, because he isn't. He will die early. You know this, right? You understand these children? I know there are probably very few people who are listening to the show right now who agree with me. I know that. But on the off chance that there are, or, or who, you know, who disagree with me, on the off chance that there are a few people listening or watching right now, do you understand that the children you think you're advocating for, you are signing them up for an early death. You're doing this. 
they're going to die early, if not by suicide, then because you're poisoning them. This is poison. <sighs> We're in full psychopathic reversal now. I don't know what it's going to look like to me, to you, to others. I don't know what it's going to look like in a month or in two months. But right now, it looks like we've crossed an irrevocable line this week. Something that big happened this week. Some people are saying that they feel hopeful because now the world sees what this is really about. They may be right, but I don't think they are. I think the world is seeing this and the world is working to rationalize it right now. Why are you hopeful? Look at the media reaction. Did you ever think you'd live in a time where the media would actually see a spree killer and say that the, the demographic that the spree killer belonged to was now the one in danger? Would they do this with male serial killers? I don't know, maybe they would today. This is your normal now. Do you get that? Come back after the break. Can't get enough of our love, baby? That's because you're not subscribed. Move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. We put out audio-only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform, so make sure you subscribe today. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. Amid all of this that's been going on this week, today, as I record, this is April 1st, so you'll be watching it on April 2nd. Today was announced as Trans Day of Vengeance by an activist group. Ah, ah, wait, wait. Oh, that's just a small fringe. No more of that. You know better now. If you've watched more than one episode of this show, you know better. Not a small fringe. This is the trans community, not the fringe of the trans community. Oh, 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 but but my best friend is not like this. And and um and my favorite, my favorite trans woman who happens to be the one everybody knows who looks really pretty, unlike most of them, and is really, really passing is not like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I don't care. Show me, show me that huge silent majority that some of you softies 
keep insisting exists. Where are they? Bring them out. Bring out your trans. Bring out your normal, sane trans friends who don't agree with any of this. Bring them out. Where are they? They don't exist. There is no large, silent majority of trans people. You know why? Because there aren't that many trans people. There isn't 7.2% of the adult population, like some of these surveys say. There isn't even 2%, and you know that, right? Homosexuals, listen, eyes up here, listen to me. We were never one in 10. That was a lie. That was a lie that our side perpetuated. At best, at best, we might be 2% of the population. We are a small minority. The number of people who, first of all, there, there is no such thing as a transgender person. That's why there aren't transgender kids, because it isn't real. It is a fantasy. It's never been real, never in history. It's not real today. It will never be real. Just like there will never be a state of the world in which water is dry. This is the law of non-contradiction. This is basic human mentation. A rock is not a cat. It's that simple. Ugh. Kevin likes it when I get angry in the last, cent, uh, the last segment, but that means that I sometimes lose my train of thought. So it's Trans Day of Vengeance, which apparently was called off at the last minute. I saw a tweet about this that said, um, we had to cancel our event because of the outpouring of hate from around the world. That's what they said, the outpouring of hate from around the world. If you can't see your screen, let me read to you the advertisement for Trans Day of Vengeance. Starts out, we need more than visibility. Trans Day of Vengeance, stop trans genocide. <laughs> Trans Day of Vengeance, April 1st at 11 a.m. Assemble at the Supreme Court of the U.S. Wear a mask. Bring a buddy. Wonder why they might want to wear a mask, huh? You think they're COVID safe? They're all, they're all concerned about COVID, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And I'm an ovum. Contact our right SDC. Oh, my God. I'm looking at this, this they're telling you, they're telling you, all of us, exactly what they want. We need more than visibility. They won't say what they need, but what they want is blood. They want blood. They want corpses, dead people. You, if you're normal, they want you dead. This is what narcissism does. This is what pathological personality deformation does to people. These people were sick before they identified as trans. It's another thing. This ideology didn't make people become narcissists. People who are already psychologically unwell are preferentially attracted to this ideology. And do you know how I know that? Because I was one of those people. I was never this insane. But I was a cult member. I was a leftist. I was a progressive Democrat. And I was in the thrall of a myth about the world and human nature. That's why I was a leftist. I was also much more mentally unstable than I am today. Facts.
Why can't you just let us hurt you? That's what they're doing. They're throwing a tantrum. Why can't you just let us kill you? Because they're children. That's what cluster B personality disorders and the sequelae of trauma do. These people are emo literally emotionally trapped at the ages of um, two or three years old. That's their emotional development. They stopped in toddlerhood. Not, I'm not making a funny. I'm not trying to exaggerate to make a point for you. Read the literature. Emotional immaturity is a part of, of, of this syndrome. But they're dangerous now. They're not just throwing tantrums. Here's, um, here's an interesting thing from Twitter. And I'll tell you right now, the origin of this image and the words is disputed. This is a tweet that shows what appears to be on the surface, a female wearing a mask with pink hair, pink pixie cut hair, holding, um, I don't even know what kind of rifle that is, it, uh, but it looks serious, it looks high powered. It's like something cops or military would have. Uh, holster with a pistol, wearing gloves, wearing the mask, wearing half a pair of women's panties on the outside of jeans. It's sort of like, it, it's like a really ugly version of Madonna from 1983. <laughs> I know today is much worse. Um, and here, here, here's the, um, here are the words that accompanied this tweet. Kill Christ cocks, as in cuckolds. Behead Christ cocks. Roundhouse kick a Christ cock into the concrete. Slam dunk a Christ cock baby into the trash can. Crucify filthy Christ cocks. Defecate in a Christ cocks food. Launch Christ cocks into the sun. Trans day of vengeance. Now, we've got, a, that's not real. That wasn't real. Somebody's making it up. Her name is Alana Farrell. And those are her words. And maybe you should ask her before using her image without permission. So I decided to ask the question that all those people said I should have asked. And here's what I found. I don't know whether Alana Farrell wrote these words. This may have been a made up tweet. This account is now suspended, but that image is real. That image of this man is real. And let me tell you something. You, you wanna know what Alana Farrell looks like without a mask on? Not nearly as feminine as this picture would have you believe. Alana Farrell is an MMA mixed martial arts fighter who, according to the internet, I can't verify this for myself, appears to very much love to beat up women between the ropes. And we've seen this before. Don't, don't say it's extreme. Don't say it's unbelievable. Remember Fallon Fox? How many years ago was that? Four or five years ago? Fallon Fox? MMA fighter, man who became a woman, Fallon, broke the orbital eye socket of his female opponent. Loved it. Loved it. And he got the attention, too. He got the applause. Yeah. Nice, huh? Would you fight me? I'd fight me. I'd fight me so hard. Yes. Or how about this one? Young being, sex indeterminate, dirty hair, black facial mask, looks like Antifa, holding a sign in 
You notice this, right? The trans colors. Where have you seen the trans colors before? What did you call those colors before you called them the trans colors? Baby colors, that's right. They're the color of baby blankets, baby blue and baby pink. Do you think that's a coincidence? Oh, you sweet summer child. So, trans being with a sign that uh, has silhouetted pictures of long guns. They look like rifles and shotguns. Trans rights or else. That's the thesis of disaffected right there, as in the home, so in society. What you're looking at there, that's the abusive husband who says, you better have a hot dinner on the table when I get home from, six, from work at six o'clock, bitch, if you don't want to get knocked around. Maybe I'll show you what a woman is really good for. Have my dinner ready. Or better do everything I say, little son, or I'll break a switch over your ass. Domestic abuse has gone public and feral. This is your domestic abuser. All of this, all of this that we've talked about, this is my mother dragging me out of bed at midnight, out of the blue, coming up the stairs while I'm cowering in fear, dragging me out of bed, throwing the overhead light on, pulling me downstairs by the collar of my shirt, bringing me into the kitchen, going through the dish drainer, picking out dishes. What is this? What is this spot? What is this? And then when I didn't answer fast enough, I'd get slapped. Are you doing this to me on purpose? Why are you doing this to me? My mother would say. As she had me with a plate in one hand and her hand on my shoulder, shaking me, shaking me so that my head went like this, angry, I'll do her face. She used to do this. She'd get so angry that she'd bite her own tongue. She'd go. <clears throat> Not exaggerating. She did a lot worse than that, too. And while she was hitting me, she had dragged me out of bed, scared to death at midnight, going through the dish drainer to find out which dishes I didn't clean enough. And as she struck me, she shook me by the shoulders and said, why are you doing this to me, Joshua Slocum? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? You're all getting my mother's treatment now. Why are you doing this to them? Why are you making them have to kill you? Why are you making them have to beat you? Reversal. Cluster B is about reversals. Substituting a lie for the truth. Or how about this one? How about lock and load tranny? Take a look at this. This is from Twitter. Can, do we have it to play, Kevin? Yep, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Racking the rifle. That look at the end. Oh, by the way, thank you, Dustin Hoffman. This is how bold they are. This is the world we've built. You, me, everybody who didn't speak out soon enough. I didn't speak out soon enough. I'm trying to make up for lost time, but I think I'm too late. We did this. We allowed this. We tolerated it. We asked for it. And we're going to get it. We're getting it right now.
here in Vermont. Here in Vermont, Senate Bill 37, the Vermont Child Abduction and Mutilation Act of 2023, which allows the abduction of children into the state and instructs Vermont courts not to comply with court orders from out of state if the parent is bringing the child in to get gender affirming care, which is mutilating surgery that cuts their breasts off, their testicles, and slices their penis open, not to mention being permanently sterilized by cross-sex hormones. Our local media. Final reading, hundreds of LGBTQ plus youth rally at the State House. This happened in Montpelier the other day. Several hundred queer, and this is this is Vermont Digger. Is this Vermont Digger, Kevin, that we got this from? Yeah, okay. Several hundred queer and transgender kids and their supporters gather at the State House in Montpelier to celebrate International Transgender Day of Visibility on Friday, March 31st, 2023. Queer, youth, transgender kids, listen to yourselves. Look at these children. They're bringing children out. They're bringing these kids, look at these kids. That girl is eight years old. They're bringing these kids out, putting flags in their hands and having them smile and scream, mutilate me, practice surgery on me, love me, love me, cut me, love me. I have never seen anything so satanic and evil in my entire life. And neither of you. This is new under the sun. Outright Vermont has a list of demands, apparently from the children. Demands. Queer youth demand these things from lawmakers. I'm just going to show you a few of them. Demands for schools. We call for an end to outing. That is, we call for an end to telling parents what their children are doing at school and ask teachers, parents, and peers to maintain confidentiality in regard to others' gender, sexuality, and other aspects of our identities. I'll keep your secret, little girl. No one has to know but you and me. Come into the van. Do you remember this? Do you remember, you children of the 70s and 80s, do you remember stranger danger? Do you remember how your parents, maybe they went too far, sure, maybe they went too far, but they tried. They didn't want us to get poison Halloween candy. They told us, don't go with adults who bring you sparkly things or candy. Don't get into the van with them. Don't get into a car with a grown-up that you don't know. Now, now, parents, almost exclusively mothers, but not entirely, we are, they, not we, they, are literally pushing the children toward the, right, the white van that has no windows in it. Literally, yes. Wow. I wanted to highlight this to you from the list of demands. Remove dress codes that are racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, ableist, nativist, xenophobic, mentalist, sanist, or classist. Yes, you heard me correctly. They said mentalist or sanist. Yes, they, they mean saneism. That's a form of discrimination. What does it mean? Discrimination against the insane. The preference for sanity is an unacceptable moral bias. They're here. Do you understand that we're here? We're in the war? It's not that it's coming, we're here. They're saying it. They're saying a preference for sanity is an act of discrimination. It can't get any more clear. I, 
I can't be any more clever. I can't be any funnier. I can't explain it any more clearly. It's as clear as it can be. Last thing I want to leave on here. It's a little activity we had this week. This is for the Burlington City Council. Um, as you recall, we devoted all of last episode to it. The, um, the Burlington City Council passed a resolution that they call uh, LGBTQ supporting resolution, but its real purpose was to paint a target on the backs of, of people like us here in Burlington. Kevin, Christopher Aaron Felker, me, the collaborators who we will not name because we are protecting them from reprisals. They have accused us, and they accused us, without using our names, but they accused us of being responsible for the murder of a 29-year-old man who called himself trans woman because we're objecting. We're saying these things aren't normal. They want to amend the city ordinances to specifically come after us and criminalize us putting up stickers that say things like, no one was born in the wrong body. This is what they're calling aggressive stickering. They're calling us violent. Well, we're not stopping. And in fact, 10 of us the other day went out overnight and stickered all over Burlington, all over. We put out about a thousand stickers. One of them had a QR code that took a, uh, takes people to a website. Um, the rest of them said things like uh, lifelong medical dependence is not kindness, it's a business model. We made sure to visit areas that we knew that city councilors would see. I hope, uh, Councillor Joe McGee, I hope you are having a delightful time seeing those messages that we put at the end of your street. Of course, everything was on public property. We're doing what everyone else in the city of Burlington does. Uh, people advertise their bands and put stickers up on light posts. We didn't touch any private property, never have. Um, but here's, uh, here's Kevin and me in front of Planned Parenthood. Do you see all those stickers on the back of that? Councillor Ben Travers, I did that. I did it with Kevin. I am a stickerer. I admit, I confess, I'm going to continue doing it. We're gonna continue doing it. And we're not gonna tell you who the other people are. We had five teams out at the same time. There was no way you could have stopped us even if you knew what was going on. And we see some of the ones that you, you little, squirrels were scratching at. We had some of these uh, that we put up uh, that were eight and a half by 11. You could see that somebody actually took their nails and went like this. <laughs> oh God, it's just delightful to see. So um, expect more stickering. Moreau Weinberger, uh, Council President Karen Paul, Ben Travers, who wants to prosecute us. He actually said during the meeting, um, we have it on video that he wants Christopher Aaron Felker and Kevin Hurley prosecuted because they admitted to it. Well, prosecute me too, bitch. See you next week.